but this isn't a podcast about porn stars. It's a podcast about video games starring porn stars. And that's why I'd like to welcome everyone to the Enemy Slime podcast, episode number 89. This is one away from 90. Look at us. Uh, I'm your usual, your usual host, Jared. And if you didn't already notice, we have been rejoined, once again reunited with the long-lost Lucio Lorenzino. I'm back, and I'm also a porn star. Lucio, how many weeks have you been gone now? Has it been three, or is it just two? Four. Has it been four? It's been four. Fuck me. All right. Sure. There you go. Uh, We, of course, also have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Uh, I'm back. I've been traveling a lot, too. I just somehow always managed to make it back in time. Right in time, in the nick of it. Just Just when we get worried, Jay's like, hey, don't worry. I got this shit. Basically. And then we have Mr. Michael Mahoney. I've just been here, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. Starring in porn. Uh, And then Mr. Doug Wilson. Wiz Khalifa also does porn. Wiz Wiz Khalifa, (laughs) yep, that's him. I think Wiz Khalifa is very different from Mia Khalifa, and you should like them for very different reasons. Or the same reasons. No, 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 no. you shouldn't like Wiz Khalifa at all. I don't really know. Why shouldn't you like Wiz Khalifa? They both have great asses. Because we're adults. Because he also sounds like he has cocks in his mouth, but he doesn't. What is black and yellow about? Is it about bees? He's he's that, was, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Wiz Khalifa's a genius. Right, and that's why I'm asking what his popular hit single, Black and Yellow, is about. I mean, I so guess if you like African music. Because he specifically says, you know what it is, but I don't know it's what it car. is. <laughs> is his I car? I mean, I know what it is. It's talks about black people and Asian people. Lucio, I think you mean his whip. Uh, I think that's what uh, you were trying no, to that, say. That's what his uh, record producer has in his hand. His dole whip. <laughs> his Escalade. His Escalade. Don't they drive Bentleys? Yeah, I probably. Know. All right, well, we were going to talk about video games, but then we realized that there aren't any left. So, <laughs> I guess... Thank you for joining us. You can find us at the Enemy Slime. Yeah. Uh, in Twitter. Well, we're going to get to 100 real easy if they're this, this short. I mean, the, should we just do them, like, back-to-back back right now and just get <laughs> get through it? Enemy Slime Podcast, number 90. What, let, let's, Coming at you. You know what? Let's talk about this for a second. What do we do when we get to the big one zero zero? Quit. Uh, what do people, most people do when they get to the big one zero zero? I mean, die, usually. Ooh, we can go into syndication. Ooh. Yeah, we can go into syndication. Let's do that. I mean, at the very least, we should be in assisted living by now. I figure, what, 95 is probably hospice? They can put us between, like, reruns of Seinfeld and Friends. I guess hospice doesn't last for five years. I don't know. It depends. I mean, that's bad. That's a bad hospice. The nurse is supposed to, like, slip you some drugs before then. Um, did Lost have 100 episodes? Uh... I don't feel like it did, uh, but I think Lost is syndicated. So yeah, actually, maybe it does have. I thought they lowered the amount you need for syndication now. Like it's not really a hundred because most shows suck balls. Oh, um, make it there. And the good shows stop before they get to a hundred anyway. Oh, oh God, you should hope so. Nothing can be good for a hundred episodes. Um, for except one. for the Enemy Slime podcast, you mean? Yeah, they did. They did get to. They got to one hundred and twenty-one. So. It's still 100 episodes. I mean, so congratulations to oh, Lost. Maybe, maybe they maybe they lorded like 90 or something. I feel like 
I so when's like the inevitable loss? Because I feel like happen. I feel like what you do, right? I feel like <laughs> what you they they used Lost to they tried to content mill television for a while, right? So if you made a pilot and then say, hey, if you buy this pilot for free or super cheap or whatever, uh, we'll also make all episodes in required for syndication um, in like two seasons, and so they were like putting out some like forty episode seasons. So that would actually make the number eighty. Um, and it turned out this was a really bad idea, and they only did it for like three shows, and then stopped doing it. Well, that's just not right. Uh, that's that's a little TV trivia for for you. So in, inside our trivia, so as you girls find out just by Wikipedia. We're st- we're still not any closer to figuring out what our grand one hundred episode event will be. Two chicks are the ones. Should have something to do with Sonic. Actually, weren't we supposed to Google our names as Sonic? For the no, podcast? no, no. Guys, 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 guys. We fucked up so mm-hmm. hard this week. We fucked up so hard. I don't even... I was gone. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. I wasn't even here. I have three words for you. Are you guys ready? Sonic Dreams Collection. What the fuck is that? Oh, my God. We fucked up. Stop saying that. I was gone. Sonic Dreams Collection. Here, I'll read you the description, okay? Here we go. In 2013, hacker supergroup Arcane Kids, with a uh, dollar sign instead of an S on the end, acquired a Sega Dreamcast developer kit from eBay.com. Deep in the filescape, they unearthed a note from the director of MJ Studio, a message in a bottle, detailing the work of Sega's top-secret studio, which was re-envisioning the future of video gaming. The Arcane Kids salvaged four playable prototypes, some concept art, and countless top-secret Sega files. Sega squandered MJ Studio's gift to the world and dissed Sonic fans globally by burying these games. Arcane Kids spokesperson Joe says, It's time to set them free. Arcade Kids has granted Hedgehog Exposed exclusive rights to what they call the Sonic Dreams Collection. Is this real? This sounds like bullshit. Is this a fucking creepypasta? (laughs) And then when they turned it on, there were skeletons. It's totally functional. It's totally playable. It's four games uh, that run on a Dreamcast emulator, so you could actually, I believe, you could burn these to a disc. Yeah, does, does, after, you, after you run these to a disc, does a Sonic plushie appear behind you to kill you? Um, here, do you, yes. guys, do you guys want to know what the games are? Hang on. Sure. Uh, Sonic Dreams Collection. Let me see if I can find like a, like a summary here. Um, let's see... Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the site and this looks like something as soon as I like, download it is going to just install a ton of viruses on my machine. In fact, uh, I, got, no. I think I'm getting viruses just by looking at it. There's on the computer one of, one of the games is called Sonic Movie Maker, uh, where you pose Sonic and uh, a lot of the other characters. Oh, and then, oh that couldn't possibly turn into something horrible. One of them is called My Roommate Sonic, which is a, I believe, Oculus Rift supported dating experience. Um, there's a doctor. Wait, this was on the Dreamcast. It's, I mean, it's running on a Dreamcast. Apparently, I don't know, dude. I don't know what's going on here. All right, what else? We I, got? It's I, not I, real. I see, it's, there's no I way this tails, is real. I see tails on the ground. <laughs> 
with a camcorder on him saying, I'm lonely. This is like something out of a snuff film. <laughs> we we need to play this. Um, Guys, how hot would it be if you choked Tails to death with his own tail? I can't believe that we missed this. Uh, it's It's been out for about a week, I think. And it sounds like it's a masterpiece on pretty much every level. Uh, and certainly better than anything that uh, Team Sonic could actually make these days. So... Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I I do know earlier we we googled our names followed by the hedgehog. Uh, yeah, we did, and I think that everyone had a YouTube channel of their very own, except for uh, Doug and Lucio. I, but I, I, think, I, think, I feel Lucio like Lucio the hedgehog. I yeah, had... Lucio has some kind of like cute little girly blue thing it's all in mexican or whatever language lucio (laughs) speaks so i couldn't read it um i i had yeah jade the hedgehog was a guy with a robot voice in his living room speaking to other sonics and hedgehog voices michael the hedgehog definitely seemed the saddest of all the hedgehogs (laughs) oh good (laughs) <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know who this fucker is, but I'm Doug, Doug the Hedgehog is actually pretty detailed. Lucio. He had like this whole timeline history, and the final Doug the Hedgehog had like. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, because Doug, Doug the Hedgehog was like a, a full on fan creation. Oh, by right. the way, the one of the first things you do in Sonic Dreams Collection is you create your own Sonic character to use in the game. Uh huh. So. I wanted to find this asshole and kill him. You don't like Lucio the Hedgehog? I don't like Lucio the Hedgehog. I don't like this asshole that's wearing my name. You know, I just... (laughs) I I mean, you you can probably relate since, you know, he pleaded guilty and shit today, but... (laughs) I honestly honestly didn't think when I was looking through this stuff that everyone would be as young as they are, because I just didn't really... I know that Sonic Boom is out and, like, it's geared toward kids, but in my mind, I just imagined... I just imagine that no child would like Sonic in this day and age. Like, and so I thought we let's let's talk about. Like, <laughs> kind of Jay, so there, there are a couple of Jay the Hedgehogs. There was one Jay the Hedgehog who was standing there in like black cargo pants with just looking real angry. Well, I want to talk about Jamal the Hedgehog. And I, Jamal the Hedgehog. <laughs> there was one. There was one Jamal the Hedgehog that was like black and wore glasses. Right. That was kind of so accurate. You, I. <laughs> I I, I didn't, wasn't Jamal kidding when I said it kind of looked right. Like it was close. <laughs> there was another Jamal the Hedgehog um, that was that was holding a that was holding a rose. He had a single tear from one eye, a mohawk, and like a scar on his chest. And Jamal was written in uh, I guess it was blood. Maybe it wasn't a mohawk. Maybe it was like a, a mullet. Um, Guys, I would recommend that you Google Tyler the Hedgehog. <laughs> Oh, he had like man. a he had like a scar down like a pacemaker scar down his chest. He's wearing a crucifix, scar down his arm. He was crying and he had like a, a flower. Oh man. <laughs> Tyler the Jesus Hedgehog. Christ. Right. Tyler the Hedgehog is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do we know a Tyler? I'm a little jealous of Tyler the Hedgehog. Oh wow. Okay, <laughs> Tyler. People at home, you should definitely look up Tyler the Hedgehog. People at home, do not look up Tyler the Hedgehog. Or at least, if you're going to look it up, understand that there's, a, work. there's, there's only... You're dealing with a Sonic fan. I, 
Tyler the Hedgehog would probably like... sleep with Mia Khalifa. And which Khalifa? Both. Uh, hedgehog. Khalifa, someone look up Khalifa the Hedgehog. Uh, I don't. Um, I don't want to play this game anymore. Why not? Khalifa is so surprisingly tame. I'm already too deep. So I see so we're doing like, another great podcast. Khalifa the Hedgehog guys. definitely looks pretty. Khalifa the Hedgehog is as well drawn as I've seen these things yet. I can't believe that's um, actually Khalifa the Hedgehog. Is it our oh, name? Oh no, I'm sorry, that's not Khalifa. Their, their name is Ocean the Hedgehog. They're just showed up under the, the search results for Khalifa. Right. This is another Khalifa. No, there, there is a Khalifa Hedgehog. Drawn. There's, there's when you get when you, when you when I just have a let bunch me, of. Let me show you it. I. What the fuck is this? It's. Oh, I, what the hell is this? Wiz Khalifa Flight School, Miss Wright Farrell, and then it's just paste over. It's like Wiz Khalifa Flight School paste over, pasted over Green Hill Zone, I guess. I don't understand what I'm looking at. It Moving doesn't. On. It doesn't even matter anymore, guys, because I found the hedgehog to trump all other hedgehogs. I'll send it to you in the chat. Behold, for it is Jesus the hedgehog, <laughs> <laughs> Lord and Savior of all hedgehogs. Wait, there, okay, so there's a Jesus the hedgehog. There is. There's got to be like God there's the got to be other ones, right? Let's start looking. God up. the hedgehog is is a thing. Let's, let's see. There's um, a hedgehog. And there's no Buddha the hedgehog. <laughs> no Buddha, really? Tracy Dartha. There's a lot of yeah, the no Buddha the hedgehog, <laughs> but man, there's a shit ton of Siddharthas. There's a lot of, of Shiva the hedgehog. God, you just need. Let's see, Mohammed the hedgehog. There's an Islamic the Hedgehog. There is a Mohammed the Hedgehog. Maybe ISIS is right. <laughs> Islamic the Hedgehog is pretty good, though. You guys want to have a Schneider the Hedgehog? Hey, let's just keep saying words and then finishing <laughs> no, them with yeah, the yeah, Hedgehog. There's a, there's a, there's a, Amaterasu the Hedgehog is actually exactly what you would expect. I was trying to think of a fast food restaurant, but the first one that popped into my head was Sonic. <laughs> uh, Red Robin the Hedgehog. Red Robin the Hedgehog. That's oh wow, he was very spiky. Chipotle the Hedgehog. <laughs> Red Robin the Hedgehog is very, no, very spiky. No, no, Chipotle this will go, the Hedgehog. This will go in, the, in the Facebook chat. Ooh, guys, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything, but Panera Bread the Hedgehog. <laughs> Looks pretty delicious. Um, all right, we have to try oh. out Chipotle the Hedgehog. No, there's nothing in Chipotle the Hedgehog. Uh, there's an actual hedgehog. There's a ton of actual real hedgehogs under Chipotle the Hedgehog. <gasps> Wendy, Wendy the Hedgehog. Eh, that's pretty obvious. That seems there's, that seems too easy. Bojangles the Hedgehog. Applebee's the Hedgehog. There's there's not much under Taco Bell the Hedgehog, but what do you think I'll get under Taco the Hedgehog? <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, probably something porn. Yeah, probably something Actually, really good. No Taco, just a lot of tame stuff. Looking Taco the Hedgehogs. There is a picture um, of tails. Have, in, uh, I, I have Supreme. one picture with Taco the Hedgehog that has Arby's one green hedgehog in a leather jacket and a, like Sonic crying blood. <laughs> yep, that sounds so right. It looks hyper realistic. <laughs> Hey guys, so earlier this week when I was playing Relic Hunters, I had to stop and take a moment and ask, like, couldn't I be doing something more important with my life? And now here we are. So, so answer. the answer was yes? 
Well, apparently not, because here I am. I mean, there was always somewhere lower to go. You don't even want to know what happens in our grand 100th podcast. <laughs> I really, I don't even know. Who, I don't even know if I f- have the energy to click whatever this is, Lucio. <laughs> oh, this is Jay. Jay did it. Oh, is it? It, it looks like grape. Honestly. That's, 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 like taco, that's Taco. That's Taco the Hedgehog. Right. That's Taco the Hedgehog? Yeah. Crying, crying tears of blood. All right. It's, Sonic, Sonic, Crank, Tear the Blood. Um, should we talk? That was a fun game. Should we talk a little more about video games? I, Are we going to like link these to the poor people that listen to our podcast? I will, I will select some choice hedgehog photos, and I will include them. Um, Sexiest, hottest hedgehog if for, if, and maybe You know what, guys? Including Tyler? I'll tell you what, guys. I'll do you one better. I'm going to make a custom hedgehog. We're going to invent a new one today. And I'll and I'll put it up. I'll put it up on the podcast. And you, listener at home, you listener at home, you try and figure out. I'll give you a list, and you try and attribute it to each hedgehog. So like, you'll have a list of names, and you have to figure out which which one is which hedgehog. How about that? That It's it's like a game that you can play at home, and no one wins. I can't believe that we're having this discussion still. You brought it up, man. Everything was going well until you mentioned no, Sonic. No, someone else said Sonic, and then I mentioned the Dreams Collection. Well, who was the asshole who said Sonic? Was yeah, and I had to bring up, I I had to bring up the game we played earlier. <laughs> I mean, you know, I took a really nice vacation down to North Carolina on the beach, and then I come back up to fucking Sonic, thanks to this podcast. I mean, it's not our fault that they're the best games ever made. <laughs> Even better than Super Mario Brothers, and I, that's on record, and if you have a problem with that, send us an email, contact at enemyslime.com, and... Uh, that, that's, that's why Sonic has had a string of hit after hits, and Mario is faded to obscurity, and ridiculous games, and we are fetish porn, right? Yeah, I wish Mario was as good as Sonic. I mean, let's be realistic here, like, Mario had a terrible, terrible feature film... And then Sonic had the best cartoon of the 20th century. And the cartoon was actually pretty good. Twice. Sonic No, Boom? not twice. Maybe only once. It was so good. They Which did. one is the one that was good? The one with the, uh, the woman that wore no pants? or No, it's the one where Sonic no. opens up like a restaurant. Restaurant. His job at the credit union. He, he'll be. <laughs> there's like, okay. There's Sonic two, takes there's his CPA exam. <laughs> yes, there's there's the Saturday morning cartoon. That was the one where it was like the post apocalypse, and and there was the girl with no pants with the computer named Nicole, and that was the one that was actually decent. And then there was like another weekday morning cartoon or Sunday morning cartoon or something that was drawn badly, and you had like Doctor Robotnik's two idiot robot sidekicks, and I think that's the one where the, that's no good came from. Uh, wait, I thought there was only. Sonic the Hedgehog and then Sonic Boom. Is there a third Sonic cartoon? Uh, there's Sonic Boom. More than that. No, there's Sonic Boom, and then there's also there's a, there's, there's a couple of them. There, there's Sonic X. How many of them there are played the one, by Julia there's White? One, there's one where Sonic and he had like a bunch of adopted siblings, and they were all musicians. What? Um, and then there was like some kind of anime where it was like Sonic rescues like the princess or Robotnik's daughter or something, and they had to fight. Uh, Metal Sonic. 
These so are all real things. Notes. I'm not bullshitting you. These are all real. I mean, they Adventures all of Sonic the Hedgehog, real. Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Underground, Sonic X, Ooh. Sonic yes. Boom. That's it. That's them. And a, th- a theatrical film, really? Yeah, I think that's right. I think I think I think that's all of them. On June 10th, 2014, a film based on the Sonic series was announced. Oh, I didn't know that. That's mm. going to be a treat. Real, real quick, guys. We were talking about this earlier today. It's, as I was saying, it's been a slow week. I want to try and hash something out, figure something out. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, let's make kind of like a little scale here. What do you guys think are the best video game movies and more importantly, what do you think is are the worst video game movies? Like, what would you nominate? What would you nominate as the best one? That's kind of like asking. <laughs> the Silent what's the best? That's like asking what's the best fecal matter. What's the best thing to what's have shoved up your matter? I can tell you. I guess horse fecal matter is the best because you can use it to grow plants. Okay, so maybe, Lucio, maybe Luc- dog fecal matter is the worst because you can step it in and get on your fucking shoe. Lucio actually did it a little bit. So Silent Hill, that was it was it wasn't like Mortal Kombat would be my second choice. Yeah, Silent Hill crapped over or crapped on the like Silent Hill lore, but overall, I mean, it was fairly inoffensive. Yeah, kind of cool even. Mortal Kombat, good good follow up. Um, is that Mortal Kombat was actually pretty accurate to the. To the game. I mean, yeah, exactly. They show up and they fight. <laughs> that's true. Um, that article. Plus, plus all right. So I'm going to track of all. I'm going to go ahead and say best video game movie is Pixels. Okay. I'm not writing that down. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say Street that Street uh, Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. The worst video game movie is. Um, oh God! They did. They made two Street Fighter movies. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna. What about? How about I'm gonna say what one oh. thing about the, the old Street Fighter movies that at least it was fun. Guys, no, I have the best one. Okay. I have the best one. Are All you right. ready? Go. It's The Wizard. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad movie. <laughs> it counts, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good enough. All right, now conversely, the worst video game movie. Uh, mm. I can't choose. What were those ones that was were released before now? I would I would have to I would make I think I can make an argument a little bit for Super Mario Brothers. Um just because just because it could not be like further away from right. Like I I think if if you look at every like video game movie some they're all at least like sort of close a little bit. Um but Super Mario Brothers None of that is right. They at least looked like the Mario Brothers. Yeah, like, actually, uh, I mean, they, I mean, they, they like have like guys. it was like it's like one of those things that was like Mario Brothers was like the drug-induced '90s or or whatever it was, right? And so everyone was just seeing a lot of drugs, and this is how they interpreted Mario for the big screen. Um, Again, like Goombas, Goombas with extremely tiny heads and extremely huge bodies, and like dancing to music, and you mm-hmm. had Yoshi that was like. Of a mini velociraptor or something. It, yep, and then they definitely weird. Don't forget but. when they ride the mattress down the down the air conditioning pipe. <laughs> All very disturbing to a young child. My favorite part was uh, Luigi Mario. Oh yeah, and oh, Mario, oh, Mario. You know, you know what we, what we missed under best. Does do like does anything animated count? 
I'll, I'll include it. What do you, what do you got? I'm thinking like Street Fighter 2, the Chun Li's shower scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, the animes were are actually okay. Yeah, they're like, right. that, that that Street Fighter anime is actually pretty decent. Like you know, the characters are who they're supposed to be, and they do you know what they're supposed to do. <laughs> Boy, conversely, there are some CGI Mortal Kombat movies. Like there. Oh, there was a there was a Saturday morning cartoon. They're they're in like the style yeah. of reboot kind of. And they're. Uh, <laughs> I, I I remember liking them when I was much younger, but I'm sure that they have not aged well at this point. So I'm looking at on that Wikipedia. note. On that note, I'm going to go ahead and say the worst because I don't think Street Fighter is the worst. You, you can't hate, hate Rod Julio's last role. No, and, I, and actually he was pretty fucking I, good as Bison. I I think the worst one actually goes to Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. I agree. Looking at Wikipedia, the only. Video game movie that cracked forty percent of a Rotten Tomato score is Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Oh, and you know, and, and really, forty-four percent. You know, you know, Spirits Within's problem was that it was just kind of boring. It wasn't necessarily bad. Its problem was that it came out at a time when everybody was like, "Oh, it's a Final Fantasy VII movie," and then it wasn't a Final Fantasy VII. I, I don't movie. think that was the problem. I think you know, because I think I think. In fact, you know, it wasn't a Final Fantasy movie. In fact, what the fuck was it? It was. It was. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a, a long cutscene. No, do you guys remember like the big controversy around the time of Spirits Within? No, that it was stupid. The huge controversy, like it had Hollywood up in arms. Like, like actors were freaking out and they were protesting the movie, and and there were like huge articles on how it's going to change Hollywood. Everyone was afraid that digital 3D actors would replace real actors because of the Final Fantasy movie. And as we know, that happened and there are no actors anymore. <laughs> yes. This is real. This is like a, this is like a huge deal. And um Dr. Aki, she what, she appeared in like on the cover of Maxim or something. Oh yeah, I do remember that. I, I remember that like, as well. <laughs> a whole a whole big, big That's why that's why you don't listen to actors. Actors are dumb. You know, I'm looking at pictures of it. I mean, for the most part, it still looks pretty good, even even today. Like, it's not going to win an award. Oh, she wasn't. Soon, but she wasn't just on the cover of Maxim. She was like in the Hot 100. Was she in Playboy? No. Why not? They fucking blur her. Because we're, we're done with that phase of the podcast. That part of the podcast is over. We're, we are talking about Dr. Aki Ross, though. I can I can tell you one thing. Um... <laughs> Akira didn't look like she cut her hair with a lawnmower like Lightning did. <laughs> you guys remember when they made the Dead or Alive movie and they hired a bunch of white people as Asians? <laughs> no. Yeah, they they did that a lot. Did like, somebody the, actually watch the Dead or Alive movie? No, like, the Chun Li movie. So. You know, Mortal uh, Mortal Kombat really doesn't get enough credit for not basically like casting Tom Cruise as Liu Kang. That's true. He actually had a nation as Liu Kang. Like that's well, actually I was reading an article earlier today, and they were talking about how it was really important to them that they have like an Asian guy in the role. Well, I guess his name was straight up Liu Kang. So I mean, it's one thing when they're like Tommy Chong, oh. and you can just never say Chong, you know, and just be like, "Oh, it's Tommy, the white guy who's always all the I'm white gonna guy. say, all I'm gonna say is Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did that. Actually, you know, the more I think about it, his name was Liu Kang. I guess they could have just said his name was Liu. <laughs> Yo, Liu! <laughs> like a mechanic Again, from gonna, the I'm South. Gonna say, I'm going to say Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball cared about none of that. You had a white guy named Goku. Oh, and um, uh, Last Airbender was kind of notorious for that. 
Yeah, that's going to oh, cast yeah, all white actors, and they're like, oh, no, but we have Asians because they recast the Fire Nation as um, Indians last minute. Man, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. I think Dead or Alive is actually the second highest rated movie on there. Really? Spirit so I think... Oh, no, wait, Prince of Persia, I mean, I think if you want the worst, you have to go to, like, Uva Ball, right? Oh, you know, I've actually heard pretty good things about Prince of Persia. I saw Prince of Persia on a plane, it was okay. I never watched it. Nor do I What's like this in action flip? So, I'm going to go ahead and say blasphemy here, but I actually enjoyed um, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Oh, Jay. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and fuck you. That's one where I don't really care as much now because Capcom like was able to catch up and ruin their games <laughs> just as badly. Um, but, man, like, okay, so it's a, back it's, then it's it like really a- hurt. So it's what you're bad, saying it's is... Like that that it was... it's, like a, it's like Silent Hill. It's kind of like a bad Resident Evil movie, but it's a decent enough action movie. Mm. I think like after I think after Apocalypse, they get worse and worse because then, you know, Paul W.S. Anderson just starts relying on CGI and special effects for every fucking thing and every, every set. If you look at his behind-the-scenes sets for every Resident Evil that comes after it, everything is like literally green. They, they don't bother with a single real piece real set piece in, in their sets but apocalypse you know when not everything was these super cheesy special effects and uh when it was just a kind of decent action movie that was fine even the first one's got plenty of bullet time in it if you guys are curious these are the movies that currently have dates uh right now um that are like coming out in the future based on video games we have hitman agent 47 which comes out actually like in two days Sure to be good. Uh, we have Ratchet and Clank in 2016, oh. uh, Warcraft in 2016, Angry Birds movie in 2016, um, Assassin's Creed movie, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter, which will surely be the final chapter, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Uncharted is dated for 2017. Sly Cooper 2016, Mass Effect 2018. Oh, good. Uh, the Last of Us 2016, and I think that is everything else has been released. When are you we getting what? The Wizard 2? You're not. It's not happening. Okay. You know what? When are we getting The Last Starfighter 2? Hey, you know what? A Mass Effect movie might be good because they will actually won't have to pretend that your choices matter there. What about War Games? Oh, man, I forgot about Tomb Raider. Too much is not bad. Oh, oh, oh! Have you guys ever seen Double Dragon? Yeah, God, I forgot about that. It was so bad. With Scott (laughs) Scott Wolf and the other guy who's not as famous as Scott Wolf. (laughs) I really can't think of who he is. I think he's Asian, though. Like, oh no, no, no! Wait, who? I didn't know a Far Cry movie happened. (laughs) Mark Dacascus. Dacascus. Mark did you guys hear me? What's happening? I said I didn't know a Far Cry movie happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uva Bull actually got a lot of your favorites like out the door, and just nobody heard or saw them. So like he he did film Postal that happened. He filmed. I, well, everyone, I think everyone knows Postal because that was the, the one where he started it with people crashing the planes into the World Trade Center. What else did he do? He did. Uh, what a, what a what a classy move. He did Dungeon Siege. He did um, Blood Rain, House of the Dead. Dude's been busy. Those I knew. The only one I didn't know was Far Cry. 
I never saw I never saw Max Payne with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I did. Payne. I did. It was uh, it was exactly what you think. It was. You you look at these now and you're like, who the fuck was like Mark Wahlberg? He'll be the dream Max Payne. Ugh. What, why a Eight dungeon siege tale? He did a dungeon siege. Yeah. Did he? Um, let's see. Dungeon siege might be the lowest rated one on this list. No, I think Alone in the Dark is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alone in the Dark, Dungeon Siege, and Legend of Chun-Li. One. So the internet agrees with me. Legend of Chun-Li is one of the worst video game movies of all time. Sega has more games that are up for option for movies than anything. They have Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi, Altered Beast, Shinobi, Rise of Nightmares, and Virtua Fighter. None of which have dates on them, but are all listed as to be announced. Listen, listen. You need to finance all of that Sonic somehow, okay? I mean, if that's what it takes to get more Sonic, is to go uh, and see an Altered Beast movie. (laughs) Then count me in. It might be good, you know? There's a beast and they alter them. (laughs) I don't... (laughs) I mean, yeah, Altered Beast could actually... Like, you don't have to tie that in too closely to do a good job with that one. Yeah, you just have some guy who turns into a beast and that's it. Capcom... I'm sure it'll be about, like, a doctor who finds love in his spare time as, like, a bookstore owner, but... Capcom has apparently (laughs) optioned out a Onimusha and Lost Planet uh, movies. That's okay. Nobody cares about those franchises. Yeah, why, why those two? Like... I guess because they, they already did bad they, movies of the others. Is that? I mean, they, they could have, they could sell off Mega Man, but then they would have to admit that Mega Man exists. So, <laughs> well, this was depressing. I think Double Dragon is the worst video game movie, though. I thought it was pretty sweet as a kid. It's a pretty let's, strong contender. That's um, here. Let's see. I'm curious about one other wanna, thing. Which one do you guys think made the most money? I mean, the Resident Evils make a lot of money. They, they yeah, do. Yeah, that's actually pretty... That sounds like good... They, uh, here, here's the top five. Are you ready? Uh, Prince of Persia is actually the highest grossing. It's because of uh, Bruckheimer. It's Jerry Bruckheimer. Um, it sure is. Resident Evil Afterlife, uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, Resident Evil Retribution, and Need for Speed. It's because he had Jesse. They, so. pushed, they pushed Need for Speed pretty hard. Crept its way up in there. It was Paul Walker's last movie. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Walker's last movie was Rick Mansions. <laughs> it was Rest in peace, Paul. <laughs> to die too young. People thought it was a sequel to Breaking Bad. Too young, too furious. Oh yeah, because that was that was Aaron Paul's like leading yeah. man. That didn't quite work, did it? Breakout role that then didn't go. Oh man! All right, he voices someone on a Netflix show. He's doing fine. Oh no, no! I mean, he's doing fine with all his Breaking Bad dollars. You know, yeah, he's, looking, still gonna, he's still gonna go hungry. God damn! I'm, I'm looking over the plot synopsis for or Need for Speed. It's actually pretty close to the movie that you guys prophesized on, like Episode One, Racy McRacington. So what's the what's the plot? Uh, a man must go fast. No way that. <laughs> The film stars Aaron Paul as street racer Toby Marshall, who sets off to race cross-country as a way of avenging his friend's death at the hands of a rival racer. Man, I, I, I tried watching... Oh, so it's The Crew. I fell asleep so many times. 
It sounds like an episode, like a, like a dark version of Speed Racer. There was a there was a car movie, and now why I do they let the Wachowskis keep making movies? Oh man, I don't know. But I I tried watching Jupiter Ascending on a plane, and I couldn't do. If I can finish a movie on an airplane, it has to be really bad. <laughs> Because there's literally nothing else to do in an airplane than watch a movie. That happened to me in The Longest Ride. The Longest Ride? Which, yeah. Um, I don't think I saw that one. It's like... What what was The Longest Ride? I, it was... Um, oh, Vanishing Point. It's the plot to Vanishing Point, where the guy gets in a car, and then he just drives the car, and that's the whole movie. And, and then in the end, he crashes the car deliberately and explodes into a million pieces. <laughs> Shouldn't it be exploding? Do we point? actually not have any video games to talk about? No, we do. We probably should. <laughs> Michael, I yes. I heard through the grapevine that you became a hacker. Right. You probably heard it on the dark web. I I did. I, <laughs> I, I got on the dark web the other day. I logged in on, on my app. And uh, and I saw there. Yahoo account. I saw there. Said, "Welcome, Michael, to to Hackers Club." And I just figured they were probably referring to you because I know that you're really, you know, you're like a computer kind of guy. You know, I am the Matrix. You're always on there doing the minesweepers and uh, and defragging. Is that what they call it? Def- defragmentation. Defrag- Aren't you like IT? Well, I doesn't. You don't have to like know everything about it. Right, he just pushes the button and it goes. Yeah, but then you're, you're working at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. You have a sacred compromise as a member of the Geek Squad. <laughs> Secret order of the Geek Squad. Anyway, Michael, what did you hack into this week? What have you been doing? All right, so I've been playing this game called Hacknet, which the the premise is it's a game that teaches you how to hack um, basically by giving you like a fake network or like fake networks you'll Basically, you have like a Unix command code or command prompt, and you run programs, break into servers, um, steal their data. I don't know. There, there's probably no way that I can explain this to make it sound exciting. It's actually a surprisingly... No, no, you're doing good. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'm done. Con- conversely, uh, have you ever played Uplink? The really no, old... but I've... I've... That's what everybody seems to be comparing it yeah, to. Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like an updated version of Uplink. So now I feel like I should go get Uplink too because I'm actually I'm I'm finding this to be pretty engaging. Like it really is just like, you know, running commands. Um it's taught me some some net lingo. Mm-hmm. But um and I, I will say like I don't I don't know is that I've actually learned how to do any hacking. That seems kind of like outlandish given that I was able to pick it up in about 5 minutes, but um Wait, so you're saying that it's not like Rock Band that taught you how to play guitar? No, Rock Band taught me how to hack. Oh. And Netcode Attack taught you how to play Rock Band. Yes. I don't remember the name of the game. So so wait, are you better or worse at guitar now? I downloaded some guitar skills, so I'm pretty good. Okay. So are they having you are they having you run like real like commands in it or is it how, how yeah. do you so like i sit down i sit down in front of the computer it's time to hack i'm gonna <laughs> hack what give me an example run me through like what i would do what's a step-by-step a play-by-play here all right so you'll get an email with a with an ip address 
and you'll connect to that IP address and you'll you'll run a program or you'll run a yeah, I guess it's a program called Probe where it uh, finds like the SFTP and the, the FTP. You'll run programs against those. Um, so basically it's like Nmap and it's finding open ports. Or you can rend the ports open with a uh, with pro- like hacking programs, but oh, so you can force the ports open. Yes. Oh, so you're a really good hacker. Well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty damn good, I will say. And then once you get <laughs> enough of those open, then you can run a program that will, um, you know, get you the get you past the firewall, and then you can get access to the data. What if the ports tell you not to open them? <laughs> do, you, do you need to get consent? Hmm? I've got a program that bypasses consent. Will that hold up in a court of law? <laughs> Actually, I will say at several times during the tutorial, the game is very, very like clear to tell you that doing any of this, any of these things in real life is like a crime and you will go to jail. Oh, so you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to take what you've learned and use it. No, I think, uh, I think they prefer you did not do that. Well, shoot. Yeah, but Rock Band lets you take what you learned to use it. So does Ride. Right, but they didn't give you a warning up front, so I you, did. You can't break into a bank hey, with your hey, sick hey, Rock Band guitar Tony Hawk skills. Ride warns you that you can get into whimsical situations on your skateboard. And Tony Hawk Ride warns you not to fall over and smack your head open <laughs> and die. You do or, not die. Or at least if you do, make sure you let your family know not to sue Tony Hawk. <laughs> beforehand i don't know like i said it's hard to describe this game and make it sound fun but i don't know even oh hey someone someone did an update to the ship the game the ship yeah it's called velvet sundown (laughs) no Velvet sundown is a social multiplayer role-playing game no 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 no. velvet sundown is very different i have played it um but michael michael finish your sentence and then we can talk about (laughs) velvet sundown um, just, he said he, he said he can't make the game sound exciting. Just say just say Hacknet good. Yeah, it's it's fun. You should play it. Okay, that's you sold me, and you should and you should check out Uplink, which actually just is like a weird fun like uh, trivia fact here. Uplink was made almost ten years ago by the same people who made Prison Architect. Oh really? Yeah, that's like their weird connection. I it's strange, but. Anyway, Velvet Sundown is or Sunset Sundown. I don't. It. I believe it's free, so you should be able to download it right now. Um, I am downloading it right now. And what makes it so unique is it has a speech engine where you type, and the characters will try to say what you have typed. <laughs> try to. And so you will. You will basically like be in a party, and everyone at this party has different goals. So like one person is trying to steal something from a safe, and another person is trying to like catch the thief, and another person is trying to do such and such. And the roles always change. The characters stay the same, but the roles are always different and assigned to different people. And then your goal is to like really interact with people on the ship to try and get what you want. Um, the problem. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of problems, but um, most people are just going to be saying penis, 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 for starters. <laughs> um, I think that the game so could the problem, be... The problem is that they, they, they're saying penis, 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 penis over and over, but no one ever types vagina. I think that this game could be a 
blast if it just ran faster. But the problem is, at least when I played it, it may be better now, but when I played it, you would type something and it could be like a full minute or two minutes before your character would say it. And like a lot of times I would type out like a detailed message to somebody on the ship that I needed to relay to them. And by the time my character actually said it, they were gone. Um <laughs> I even I even remember I was like I was the spy once and I typed like I'm the spy cuz I found someone who could help me and by the time my character said it he was gone and the person who was there to catch the spy <laughs> had come over so you got to be careful Hey speaking of social multiplayer games are you can you tell us anything about the flock yet or are you supposed to keep quiet what's up with that I don't think it's under embargo um I should look before I open my mouth about it. Um, right. Hang on, let me let me check real quick and make sure that I can talk about the flock, the asymmetrical multiplayer horror game. Uh, oh, yep, embargo. Let's see here. All right, so we can't talk about the flock. I can't talk about Danganronpa. Press server. Oh, you can't. Is it? I didn't read the embargo for it. I just gave it to you. Yeah, it's September eighth. Oh shit. Um. Well, I, uh, I'm trying. I'm navigating this carefully. I don't want to like <laughs> say something I'm not supposed to. Um, I can talk about the flock next week. It looks like. Um, but uh, let's look at my let's look at my um, let's look at my Steam games list and see what I can talk about. I oh, alone in the dark illumination. We're saving that one. Hey, I finally got around to Costume Quest. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah. Did you like it? I've never. It's always been something where I thought about playing it, but never actually got around to I doing feel like, it. I feel like it's that way for everyone. And then I look at my friends list, and literally only one other person has it. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually um, own it, but it's been like something where I was like, "Oh, I'll get that someday." And it looks like he doesn't. He hasn't even logged much time in it. So yeah, I guess if people are curious, I can talk about Costume Quest. So oh, I, what even is it? I don't even know. It's been out for a while. It's old. It's but... been out for a while, and there's actually like a sequel, which I didn't know either. There's DLC. There's a sequel. Um, so so um, Double Fine's just been working on this thing, I guess. So you basically play as a kid on Halloween who wants to get candy, and they're forced to to guide their sibling around. Like you can you can pick to be the boy or the girl. So um, I'm playing as the boy, and my sister got kidnapped, and my goal is to collect all the candy in town so I can open the gates to the goblins that kidnapped her and rescue her um and you just meet other kids on your journey and you have the you know you build other costumes and in battle i guess since it's the kids imaginations running their costumes turn from like these stupid little cardboard boxes and um into like these big epic creatures right so they have they have costumes like mechs they have knights um they have French fries, which looks like a, 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 a gross, grotesque monster. They have the Statue of Liberty, and um, they just turn into like supersized version of these things in combat. And it's a pretty basic RPG. Like, it, there's a little bit of action. Has anyone ever played um, uh, on the on the precipice of darkness? Oh, uh, on the I... on the rain slick precipice. Yeah, the the penny the penny arcade game, right? The penny arcade game. Like, you have you played like one of the first two? I, I have not. Um, I do First one was pretty good. Oh, wow. I do find it interesting because didn't didn't they finish it? But they, it like completely changed what kind of game it was. 
by the end. Yeah, so they they did like the first they did like the first two games, then you had like this 3D kind of um uh this kind of funky penny arcade-ish style and um you know, it it I, it's, it's hard to explain because it played similar to Costume Quest. Um and then the last two games, I don't know, I guess they lost their developer or something and the last two games look a lot more like Final Fantasy, and I don't kind of kind of lo-fi, right? Like, don't aren't they like very lo-fi? It's like very weird that they just had a switch like that. Um, yeah, but anyway, it, uh, you know, in both in both cases, in, in both the case uh, on the Brings like Precipice of Darkness and Costume Quest, it's kind of like this this stripped down. Oh, I know a video game that everyone's played that's similar to these. Um, uh, the, the the Mario RPGs, especially you know Superstar Saga, or um, what was the last one with the shrooms and all that? What do you mean paper? The Paper Mario's? Or are you talking like? No, not Paper Mario. No, no, the ones with the DS. Oh, there's ones on the DS. Oh my God, Jesus! I only know <laughs> I only know the Paper Mario's and then the um, the old SquareSoft one. There's like there there's there there's the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, I've never played that. Oh my god. Well, okay, there's this type of RPG that's like the this 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 super stripped down action oriented RPG where you kinda like wait around, you press one command in battle, and depending on your timing, the characters will go ahead and strike based on that timing and you'll get critical hits and all that kind of shit. And usually classes and characters are really simple and there's not a ton of customization. Other than the shit you can equip, and that's how Costume Quest and Super Mario and, and Penny Arcade, that's how all of them fucking play. Um, and I guess if you like that, you'll like Costume Quest. It, it, has, it has some issues. It has some, some minor, I guess, like control issues and things like that. And Costume Quest is something, you know, I feel like Double Fine always has this, this very kids movie but approach to things. But they're not even like Pixar. They're more like DreamWorks. Um, so the, the the humor is definitely more something you would find in, an, I don't even want to say elementary school. I want to say like a, a, a kindergarten book than you would in elementary school. Um, but it's nice, you know, it's fun. It's a little whimsical, um, little adventure. And if you're into that stuff, you might like it. Give, give it a try. Yeah. What, um, what, what is your guys' opinion on Double Fine nowadays? Uh, what do we think? I think that we should be careful, but still check them out, I guess. I don't know, is Schaefer involved with the game? That's pretty much the question that we need to ask. I mean, I'm not unhappy with like how he did with Broken Age, for the most part. No, Broken Age is good. What I'm asking with, because all the, some of the other stuff that's come out of Double Find that he wasn't involved with has been pretty average. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's finished. Right, right. Um, Someone they actually bothered to finish it. And I mean, they're a prime example of a company that I think early access has not really benefited. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but um, I I don't think that it's been as good for them as it has been for some others. There are a lot of other people who've been able to take better advantage of it and, uh, and make a lot better games with it, or better received games at the very least. Um, I did want to hit. Did we talk about Hearthstone at all last week? No. Um, are we supposed to talk about Hearthstone? Well, there there was a couple of kind of interesting things that are going on right now with it. Um, one so just, is just, 
just be just before we won Hearthstone, I can't find any sales stats on costume quests. Um, I, so I might actually do a review of it. I whatever. I I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it did like well or not. Floating around that's like no one played, right? Yeah, I mean, shit. If it's if it's good enough, may as well. I saw it at PAX last year. I think Costume Quest Two. <laughs> And um, I got an invite to go look at it, and I just didn't. <laughs> there was, just, there was, there was other stuff, and I didn't book it. And if I could go back in time, I can think of a few games that I probably would have uh, definitely been better off replacing it with. Um, but anyway, uh, Hearthstone. How much money, if you guys had to guess, do you think Hearthstone makes a month? A lot. M- more than Mortal Warcraft. How much money? I don't even know. How much money does World of Warcraft make a month? Do we know? I mean, I, but since they introduced their new token system, who knows? Yeah, that's uh, that's tough to say. Um, well, anyway, for being a tiny little card game programmed in Unity and run with an itty bitty team on a, a Blizzard. Oh yeah, it looks like. Um, let's see, it looks like World of Warcraft is two hundred ninety three million a year. I think. Um, so a lot. Um, but anyway, Hearthstone actually makes 20 million a month, which yep, is, tip. well, it's pretty, I mean, that's 240 million a year. So it's only like 50 away from being World of Warcraft, basically. Which no. is, which is kind of crazy. You have no to limit yourself. I might be I might be quoting my my stats wrong there. I, I would need to. I haven't looked into WoW subscription info, but um, but anyway, there's a Hearthstone expansion that is coming out this week. And actually, if you're listening to the podcast today, you should be able to log into Hearthstone right now, and uh, there will be a tavern brawl that will have all of the. Well, I don't know necessarily. No, not about yet. All. It's another fifteen or fourteen hours. Why are we about. giving Hearthstone free publicity? No, 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 Doug. Once again, you're forgetting that by the time this podcast comes out, it well, will be it. it will be Wednesday <laughs> when the tavern brawl exists. You can, Doug. You can play, play right, now. right now. Have you guys messed around with the tavern brawl at all? Because it's actually it's it's one of the coolest things that they've done with this game. Um. So first of all, they patched the game today so that now um, it used to be, I don't even know how much Hearthstone you guys have played, period, but uh, it used to be that if you climbed the ranked ladder, the only reward that you got for doing it was when you hit rank 20, you got a special card back, and every month they would change out the card back. So like I've been playing for, what, probably 12 months, so I have 12 different card backs. Um, people who've been playing even longer have even more. It's nothing special, but it's just kind of an incentive to make sure that you at least get to level 20 uh, each month. But the problem is is that after you hit 20, there's really no incentive to keep going. Like, you can keep going, and, and you should to complete your quests, and also just because it, by using the ranking system, you're going to be more likely to play with people at your skill level. But beyond that, there's no incentive to play it. And so they patched it today, actually, so that from now on, at the end of um, each month, they will look at what the highest rank you made it to was, and then they will give you like a treasure chest that will contain a pack of cards, some gold, some uh, arcane dust um, that is you know equivalent to how far you got in the main uh, in the main ranked session. So, and it's based off your highest. So if you get up to rank two. And then you start fucking up really bad and you try a bunch of new decks that don't work and you slide all the way back down to like rank 10 
um, you're not going to be punished for that. You're still going to get the rank two reward at the at the end of the month. So they did this in just like the smartest way they could, where they're they're not killing um, like your desire to experiment with decks at all. They're just um, you know rewarding you for actually playing on the ladder, which is pretty pretty sweet. But the, uh, but the Tavern Brawls have been an even bigger highlight because one of the big problems that Hearthstone has had ever since it came out is the casual mode is oftentimes... And, and this is because people don't want to mess around in ranked mode. So um, if they hit like a rank they like and they don't want to lose it, then they'll go and they'll play in casual mode, even though they might be playing with like a very competitive, insane deck. And so someone who clicks the casual button expecting like a casual match could very well be paired up with like a crazy good player with an insane deck that they spent a bunch of money to get their hands on. Um, who's, who's just avoiding the ladder because they don't want to lose their rank or something like that. So the rewards kind of address that. Um, and then Tavern Brawl has kind of, I would say almost replaced casual matches. Like, I, I can't even imagine why you, if you were looking for just a casual experience, you would go there and, and not into the brawls. Um, but basically, the Tavern Brawls, every week, they release a new one, and it's just a regular game of Hearthstone, except they change the um, the rules every week. So, like, there's um, there was one a couple weeks ago, I think my favorite one, where every match you would just start out with 10 mana uh, automatically, so you didn't have to ramp up anymore. You just had it all right when you began. And, um, and so you would build your own deck basically. And of course you would want to put like the biggest and best stuff. So you would build a deck with like all of the strongest, craziest cards so that you could drop them on turn one. And, uh, it just kind of creates a, a little, a little craziness there. But even more than that is the, there's a couple decks that are like all web spinners. I don't, does anybody even know what a web spinner is? I nope. do. Yes. Yay. So it's just a little 1-1 one, one minion, and when you drop it on the board and it dies, it puts a random beast into your hand. Um, and those cards can range all the way up to, like, 8 uh, uh, mana to play. So, like, they, they become kind of crazy. But anyway, it's a, it's a game that is, like, completely, absolutely, 100% random. And it's perfect for somebody who is not super competitive and basically just wants to fuck around with the game and and have fun um so they have like totally nailed it as far as kind of fixing up their their casual modes and uh, kind of incentivizing ranked play so if you stopped playing hearthstone because those things pissed you off it might be safe to come back so maybe maybe something worth considering um but i've gotten a ton of play off the tavern brawls i don't know if have you messed around with them at all doug are they yeah yeah i like them a lot do you which one was your favorite um, I think so far I've only done, I think, three. The one where there was like too many portals. Mm-hmm. That one was, I, th- I think I like that one the most. Or maybe it was the web spinner one. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, those are both really similar, obviously. Um, so the last one that they had where basically every time you ran a spell, you summoned a minion. That one was pretty fun. Yeah, that one's pretty popular. Um, is that the, there was a different one that was just barely running this week i think um or no 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 you're right that was the it was the spell one um but yeah anyway like i said there's one where you start at 10 mana there's one where um every time you cast a spell it summons a minion who cost as much as the spell so like um you 
it's interesting because like there's little meta games that kind of form around these different modes. So like when the when you have this mode with the the spells or whatever that summon minions, you'll start to see a lot of the same decks because people figure out what works best, and um, and you start to like learn like oh this is this guy is definitely going to have these spells because they work the best for this mode. Um, I, for example, I made a deck. I knew that in that mode, everyone is going to be casting spells all the time. And so I made a deck that had a lot of counter spells and uh, stuff that would just like deliberately shut down what they were doing. And uh, it's kind of... I found Mage was pretty effective for that Tavern Brawl because they have so many just secret spells you can... Yeah, yeah. in there, you just get... So I, I ran like two counter spells and two spell benders and um, uh, there was one other, but basically a bunch of cards that would just trip people up um, because I knew that everybody would be casting like a shit ton of spells. And so you're able to kind of anticipate that and go in and, and change it a little bit. But they've really done like such an awesome job. It's still a game that I think is probably, I think you have to spend a little bit of money to to have like the most amount of fun. I don't think there's a way around that. Um but the tavern brawls, some of the ones where they make your own deck for you, like the one that's launching today, um that should be like a great time and it wouldn't even matter if you'd ever bought a pack. You you wouldn't have had to buy a single pack of cards to play it. Yeah, and it kind of gets you exposure to all the fun cards you wish you had, so then you want to spend money on it. So right, it's right. Ingenious. It's smart on their end because you know you get a chance to play with all these like amazing cards, and and uh, and then you wind up spending a bunch of money on packs as a result. And you're just like, oh, I just have Bloodfin Raptors. Oh. So, yeah. So if you haven't been playing, um, now might be the time to return because it's pretty good. So, I'm looking forward to it. Just a few more hours. And we'll be tavern brawling it up. I don't know when the expansion comes out. They've they don't give a lot of lead time on it. So it's we'll at August, so So I mean it's gotta be like next week at the latest, I would think. Maybe like right before PAX. Um speaking of which, we'll be at PAX this year. So if we haven't made an appointment with you and you somehow managed to listen to this entire podcast about porn stars and games that we can't talk about, um <laughs> Make That's sure funny. make sure you reach out to us. Send us an invite. We'll come and we'll come and check out your game at PAX. Um, we're getting pretty booked up, but we still have plenty of room to to see more if we want to. But anyway, I think that's pretty much it. So, uh, if you're not already, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services, and uh, be sure to join us next week because we have an extra special treat for you. We're going to talk about some of the best games that I think any of us have played this year. Yes. Some real high-quality shit. So join us next week where we'll talk about that. And uh, I think with that, I think we're out.